Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real People. As we begin our new year, we're going to be talking about the things that are important to me. And one of those things is spirituality. So we're going to start our new year, 2020, talking about all things spiritual. And so again, my name is Dr. Caroline Pathea Jones, and I am here with my guest, Mr. Basui. Can you pronounce your last name for me? Basui M. Shu Nika Amen. Mshu Nika Amen. Okay, see, I wasn't so bad. I actually <laughs> felt like no, I, I, I said that right, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm, I'm happy to have you here because you and I always oh, have, we always have great conversations. Yes, yes. And we always have conversations that are of the spiritual nature because you are a very spiritual man. Right. So I'm we- a very spiritual woman. And every time we get in the same room together, we end up connecting on that, on that vibe, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So just for the sake of the audience and people who are listening to us, I'm, I'm often asked, is there a difference between religion and spirituality? Like being spiritual and being religious. I think mm. there is, but I want to know what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there's a difference between being spiritual and being religious, and if you think there is, then let's talk about what those differences are. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, spirituality is something that is afforded to everybody. You know, anyone can practice it. I mean, it's when you open your door, when you wake up in the morning, you know, you can practice spirituality without being confined to a, a certain protocol. Um, the fact that there's no cookie-cutter approach to practicing spirituality. Um, it's all about how you feel, you know, and um, what drives you to do certain things or to manipulate certain uh, modems to actually help drive your spirit. You know, there's no, that's not written in books. Okay. You know, these are things okay. that just drive you to say, well, you know what? I read about or I heard about um, that wearing a certain color on a certain day can actually help embolden my spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, or doing something at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So there's no protocol to spirituality. Um, It's it's how you it's pretty much how you feel. Okay. You know, it's it's not. And compare that with religion. What's your definition of religion? What is that to you? It's a little more confined. Mm -hmm. Um, There is more of a script. Okay. With religion that you have to pretty much stick to. Um, it's not as free as practicing spirituality. You're usually in somebody's, uh, practicing underneath somebody's circumference, right? It's circumscribed okay. to something, you know, somebody's right. way of teaching right. or way of doing. It's interesting that you use the word free. Hmm. Interesting. Because um, we're going to talk about the religion or your spiritual base, but in Christianity, one of the things that is very prominent in Christianity is freedom. What did Jesus came to set you free? Right, right, right. To free you from the the constraints of sin or or the worldly things. The whole idea of it is freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And you and I, we had a conversation not that long ago, and I told you that I was reading a book by James... um, Cone, I think it was James, James Cone. Cone, I think his name is. Okay. And it was it was called Black Liberation. Mm. Where Christianity and Black Liberation come mm. together. And 
the reason why I was interested in it is because the whole purpose, in my opinion, of spirituality is a freedom. And the whole right, reason right. why I disengaged from the church was actually a lack of freedom. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's very interesting that you would use those words, freedom. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, well, when you're in a box, it's the feeling that your freedom is being infringed upon, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, um, naturally, that's just who we are. We want to feel like we can go out anywhere and have the liberty to do what we want to do, you know, the way that our spirit moves us. Right. I mean, that's just the way that spirit works, you know, although it's confined in a physical body, but spirit is everywhere. Right. You know, and so spirit is saying, just use your body as a vessel so I can still, you know, uh, enter, I guess, how would you say, uh, intermingle with the spirit in the outer world, you know, right, outside of right, the body. Right. You know, so when you get into the concept that we're just the vessel, you know, because the spirit within us wants to have that interplay between the spirits outside of us. So, I mean, that's where the freedom comes in. Right. You know, and your spirit just wants the freedom to do that. Okay. And so confining yourself to boxes and protocols and circumscribed, you know, doctrines, it's, it's kind of restricting going against what your spirit actually wants to do. Right. Because right. sometimes you have people with different agendas mm-hmm. that kind of contradict what it is that you should be doing. Right. right you know, right. there are certain boxes who don't feel that. Well, we'll, we'll get into this probably a little <laughs> okay. bit later, but I want to throw in a topic like yeah. the pineal gland. Yeah. You know, they may not feel that doing things to decalcify the pineal gland is important to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. what we're doing, you know, to their agenda. Again, I don't, you know that I don't you know? believe in coincidences. We've had this conversation about coincidences. Right. And uh, coincidentally, <laughs> yesterday, I was actually studying the pineal gland. Oh, okay. It came into my spirit, and I kind mm. of, you know... Um, wanted to, to so we just connect. Yeah, I mean, that's we, what we I'm trying to. Bases. <laughs> that is what I'm trying to say. We Every got the keywords yes. down, you know. Okay. Every time we get together, that's what it becomes. Right, and I'm telling right, you, I right. don't believe in coincidences. So I believe mm. that things happen for a purpose. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I didn't know we were going to talk about this today because this is we freewheeling here. Right, this is right, real talk, right. real people. We don't that's water it. nothing that's down. It, so know, I didn't know that is. was going to come up, but it was it was very heavy on my mind yesterday wow. as I was doing the research on. I really wanted to know more about its function, mm. um, <clears throat> why why it's we don't know anything about it. Why don't yeah. we know we anything still, about right, this? Right, right, <clears throat> you right. know this. Um, Dysfunction that we have with within our brain, right. and um, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm not an expert; I'm still doing my well, study. You know what the funny thing is with that is, um, what we call spirituality, what we practice is spirituality. We taking this back to the ancient, you yes. know, to our ancestors. We practice it as spirit, spirituality. We had names for the creator, different names for the creator. Yes. We understood that there was a creator that created this yes. thing called creation. You know. Right. So we always understood it as a divinity, that's something divine that we really can't conceptualize fully. But we understood the tenets of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, why it's there, you know, the way we should actually practice certain things to make it a little bit more tangible to us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was spirituality to us. Right. So the pineal gland. I mean, we understood that we were tapping into something, you know, that opened the world to us, which is what now 
And, and there are other concepts too, but just mm-hmm. with the pineal gland. So fast forward to today, we have science. Science, all science is, is a justification of what our ancestors already knew. Right. I totally agree with you that. You know, exactly. Totally. Science is the study mm-hmm. of spirituality. It's the study yeah. of spirit. So when we say concepts like spirit, you know, people who study science, they, it's energy. Mm-hmm. You know, they call yes. it energy. Yes. It's the same concept. You know, it can't be created, destroyed. It just turns into different forms. Right, right. And so when you understand spirituality and you're practicing it and you get into terms like reincarnation, mm-hmm. hey, that's what that's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just talking about the soul doesn't get destroyed. It just goes into another mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, with the pineal gland, they're just now kind of figuring out data, but they're just now figuring out data about melanin. You know, yeah, every year they're yeah. coming out with more and more yes. data about what melanin mm-hmm. actually does. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that the latest that they've actually figured out about the pineal gland was its releasing of DMT, mm-hmm. which actually the, uh, oh gosh, um, the pituitary gland. Right, is, right. That's the one that really needs to be discussed because it's the pituitary gland that makes the pineal gland release the DMT. Okay. And so they're just now learning about the pineal, the release of DMT, bringing you into a dream state right, that right. allows you to go into meditation a little quicker and stay in it for a longer period right. of time. And these are what our ancestors were I was going to say You know, that. they were, yes. this is how they were able to accomplish yes. these unimaginable feats. Right. You right. know, by that, but they didn't understand like they were tapping into mm-hmm. because they didn't, they weren't doing the science the way it's done today. They don't have the technology mm-hmm. to do it the way it was, but they were meditating on a lot of this stuff. Right. You know, a lot of stuff was intuitive you know, on the, you know, the actual way that we should be moving in this universe. You yeah, know? no, I know. So. I, I've been listening to <clears throat> mythology. I have a, um audio book of like 120 hours of um, all the different mythologies. And um, I'm nowhere near finished, but they, the lecture on mm. the Egyptian uh, mythology was so enlightening. Oh. So enlightening. And people hesitate a little bit before they they want to call Christianity uh, mythology or Judaism mythology. Right, right, right. We're going to touch on a lot of things that's going to to Mm. really make people mad. But basically, that's what it is. Right, right, Um, right. And when you think about all of the current religions that we have today that are just updated versions of the ones that existed right. um, thousands and thousands of years prior to um, their existence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing to me what mankind, what we envision in our mind to be what is, um, what is God and what is God like. Right, right, right. You know a lot about the Egyptian um, spirituality, uh, Yeah, I'm, right? I'm, I'm gaining more insight into it, you know, as I go along in my yeah. studies. So, um, by the way, just to kind of introduce myself, um, I, I am a student. I would call myself a student and a practitioner of the ancient Egyptian spiritual system, or the ancient African spiritual system. Okay. That's what we like to say because, you know, they're still trying to separate Egypt from Africa. Okay. You know, even, even today, yeah. you know, you go into a lot, most of the museums you go to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just name a museum, the major ones. Egypt is usually on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Africa will be on the first floor, you know, on the first wing. 
they always separate Egypt and Africa. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you go to the museums. The ones in Brooklyn, uh, Metropolitan Museum, the Brooklyn Museum. Right. Um, I'm not too sure of the museums out here in Jersey, so don't hold me against it. Right. I know I've yeah. been to a couple. <laughs> well, let's talk about Egyptian but, spirituality and African spirituality. Right. There's right. a difference between the two or no? They're the same. Well, they've all come from, from the same Egyptian spirituality. Egyptian spirituality. The concepts are all of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you may just have different uh, deities. Right. Uh, you know, so, but the energies, the way that they work with their energies is still pretty much the same. Now the, the way that you would work with them. Right. The, now, the Egyptian deities, those are, is that the, well, you is know, that the Isis and Horus or am I? I Isis and Horus is the Greek terminology. Oh, the Greek. Um, okay. That would be Oset yeah. and Heru. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Because I know that they they're one of the things that I've learned in my studies, as you know, that I am a avid studier as well, is that a lot of these stories are telling. They're the same stories, but they being are. told by a different name. Um, the Bible is the same. It's the same thing. It's the same read. story. It's yeah. the same story. Yeah. And um, each it's like each generation of of scholars and philosophers. Um, refer to these stories by different names. Right, and what right, happens right. when you are just a, an individual such as ourselves and you have not been learned in philosophy or um, mythology or any of the religions, right. you, you don't have a realization that these are all the same stories. All of the same stories. All of the same stories. And, and that's really what changed my whole um, mindset as I began to study. Because even though I would study Christianity, um, you can't just study Christianity without studying other things, in my opinion, because if you're going to be a person who is searching for something, you're going to be uncovering a whole lot of stuff. Right. And, and usually some of those other things will help put in perspective yes. what it is that you're trying to study. For exactly. the fact that you just said, they are all pretty much relaying, relating to the same thing. Right. And, and so yeah. that's what ended up happening. I started to uncover a whole lot of other stuff right. um, that led me to other stuff, that led me to other stuff, that uh, led yeah. me to other stuff. And before you know it, I was really You're studying. open a Pandora's uh, open, box. Right. And I'm, I'm <laughs> Every, and then I started saying, hold up, wait a minute. Mm. Why does this sound like the same story that I read over here? Why is this the same over here? Why? Right, right. And then I started saying to myself, these are the same stories. Right. And, but the, and the reason why it is is because, you know, universal laws and principles don't change. You know, I mean, they are what they were when creation started. Exactly. You know, so it's just yes. the, the way different cultures conceptualize the way creation right. happened. They're all telling the story of whether it's the pre-created state, creation, the afterlife, the way that the cosmic forces you know, are intertwined with each other and the way yeah. they influence us. Mm-hmm. Those are all, you know, the pretty much the tenets of what they're telling yes. us. And physics know, and in, science, in as you mentioned earlier, actually say the same thing as and, well. And all they're doing is yeah. confirming it. All they're know, doing they're really is confirming, confirming it. Exactly. Saying, yeah. So tell us about your spiritual journey. Where did it begin? How did you get to where you are right now? Um, was mm-hmm. it was it something that you knew right from the beginning you were going to study this or did you start with Christianity like like I did did you go in through Christianity or no, were you well, never really yeah um, you know my parents were you know for lack of better terms I would say holy rollers they weren't okay. really um they weren't never really into the church my grandmother was okay you know so uh, she would make us go okay. uh, our parents would make us go through our grandmother you okay know, all right through our grandmother's wishes so we sometimes we would go to cornerstone uh, mega church in brooklyn 
So we would spend some Sundays in Cornerstone. We did the Bible studies, you know, mm-hmm. the run with the Bible studies. But it never, well, to my soul, it never really resonated. Okay. It never really resonated to my soul. Um, a lot of times when I was in church, I felt like just kind of going through the motions, you know. It's just what it is. It's Sunday morning. It's what we did. You know, okay. we're a black family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we put on our best. That's you know? what we, we do. We go out to church right. and, you know, yeah. we sing some hymns and... But um, I don't know. I it's it never really stuck. Something that never really stuck to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was the feeling of feeling confined, but um, but, but my, that's just the the church environment. But what about the, the Bible itself? Because where I agree with you, that's I've I never felt a connection to the church environment. I right. always felt trapped. Right. Right. Always right. felt. Like you said, confined. I never got my answers yeah. answered. I never got my questions answered. It was always a big runaround. Um, but I need to understand this. It was never about me understanding it. But it wasn't until I began to... Actually pick the book up. Right. Read the see, Bible and myself. That's the thing. Well, yes. See, with me, the, I've always affiliated the Bible with the church. Okay. So if I wasn't going to church, you wasn't you know, gonna pick most up the likely book. I wasn't you know, the Bible, okay. you know? So, um, yeah, I guess they kind of got lost in my whole way of conceptualizing church and say, well, you know. You wasn't at least curious to find out what was going on in that book? It was my curiosity that that made me um, delve deeper. Um, I I always, and you might can say the same thing. I feel like I was always spiritual. And, and mm. we, we opened up with you, you saying that. I think all of us are spiritual. We all, right, right, right. I think we're all born with this idea that there's someone that, that, greater right. than there's us. Greater I am here because something or some deity created me. Right. So I never had a problem with spiritual understanding that there was a God. And right, knowing right, that right. I wanted to discover mm-hmm who I was and who I was um, in accordance to this God. Um, so th- my curiosity led me to, to pick up the book for myself and, and, and to read. It was all I knew at the time. So picking up the Bible was something that was going to bring me closer to discovering who God was. Mm. That was just my way of, of learning about the God that I always knew. And when I tell people I always knew that there was a God. They're like, oh, no, you were, that was indoctrinated into you. You were brainwashed. And I hate it when people tell me that I was brainwashed. Right, 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 right. That's just the stock answer that people want to say, oh, you've just been brainwashed. You've been brainwashed. But no. No, it was, that's usually people's go-to. That's their go-to. Right, right. There when was always something inside of me. But always. You, you know, uh, Dr. Jones, and this is why I always say that, um, Practicing spirituality is probably the boldest thing that you can do. And it's sad because it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't, but it's very emboldening, but it should be the ideal way of living. You know, mm-hmm. everybody should be inspired to want to raise their awareness to their right. higher level of consciousness, you know, and, right. and tap into their higher selves, you know, and escape the, the fetters of, of everyday living, mm-hmm. you know, and those mm-hmm. fetters are usually from your ego, which doesn't allow you to really enjoy or get a, the total experience of life. That mm-hmm. should be the ideal way of living, you know, but because of the society we live in, mm-hmm. you know, it usually we live in a, a society that tells you how success should be based upon. And, you know, mm-hmm. they usually tell you it's based upon all the things that you should be doing to live a spiritual life. 
Right, you know, right. all the things that you shouldn't be doing, I'm sorry. Mm, should so, and should not be. Right. The so focus because, is on what you should not do. Right. The, yeah. Because the focus of success in this society is all about external things. You right. know, the accumulation and the value that you put into the, that accumulation of external things. So we go through the, our whole lives that way, mm-hmm. you know, and never worry about actually looking into where we're supposed to, to really practice spirituality. Right. right. And so I, my teacher, he always says, um, <laughs> he always says that I'm a recovering addict of um, Western male domination. Mm-hmm. You know, just like with how an alcoholic always, he's still an alcoholic. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, even if you're 20 years removed from drinking one drink of alcohol, right. you still have to remind yourself, I'm a recovering addict of this because there's always that moment where I may feel the worst in my life down, you know, down in the dumps, mm-hmm. as they would say. And I can get tempted and yeah. you go right back into that life. So you always need something to keep reminding you that I'm not there anymore, but mm-hmm. there's a possibility that I can that go back there. That you can go there. back there. Right. 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 So um, I just got off track of what, I, what we were just saying. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, so we were talking about... I was gearing, I'm gearing to bring it back home. I'm okay. gearing to bring it back home. Bring it back home. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So um, go back to the point that... that I, I think to. we were talking mostly about... Um, I, I, I don't think that I was brainwashed into believing that there was a God. I always knew right, right. there was a God. Mm-hmm. Always. It was always in my spirit. And it wasn't... And, and, and again, so, that's the reason why I wanted to learn more. Because something inside of me said that there were more. I never was without that feeling is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, and I, 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 actually that's why I brought that up. Because when you are in that... You're in the the trenches of just going along with a system. Right. You know, you just go with the motions. And, you know, a lot of people are walking around. They say they believe in a higher purpose. They Mm -hmm. believe in a God. But a lot of times it's really programmed. You know, words that are coming out in a programmed manner. Like, do they really believe in this? Or is this that, you know, this is what this system kind of told us to say. But I think you can tell. us about spirituality. But I think you can tell. Those who were programmed and those who are. When I love the way you, you opened this segment talking about spirituality because it is a freedom. It is, right. it is I exist. Right, I right, know right. I exist. There is, there is nothing to be said about me not knowing that I exist. You know you exist, right? You know you exist. Mm-hmm. We know we exist. And in and, and, and that same vein, I know God exists. Now, it may not right, be right, God right. the way you see God. It may not be God the way you see God. But I think we all have our own vision of who God is mm-hmm. and, and, and what God is. And um, I just don't think that one person can pinpoint to me what my experience is. You know what I'm saying? I don't, no, I don't yeah, think you can tell me what I'm experiencing. Right, I think right, what right. I'm experiencing is... is Part of my makeup. Part of your journey, right. And part and of my journey, saying, yeah. You know, like I said, spirituality, is, there's no cookie-cutter approach to right. it, you know? You practice it as you go through your, your life. Right. You know, if you have to readjust, and, and, and this is why, you know, in my shrine, we call ourselves spiritual warriors in training. Okay. Because your whole life, you go through training. Right. You know, but you understand that there's a, a spiritual war going on. You understand that there's a 
what we subscribe to anyway is that um, in every human being, there's a war between the ego and the and the higher consciousness. Right. And you know, right. you've always seen it in the shows where you know one show you have the devil, the other show yes, you have the yes, angel, yes, yes, telling you what you should do. And so yeah, and uh, I think the main thing that we uh, need to understand about that is that we're playing on the ego's playing field. Like, mm-hmm. This is physical reality that we live in. This physical realm, this is the ego's playing field. Mm-hmm. Because from the time that we're babies, we go through life. This is how we uh, perceive life, through our senses. We start touching things, feeling things, smelling things, hearing things. And then that gets entered into our mind, and our mind conceives what it is that our senses just picked up mm-hmm. as reality. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and that's the ego. You know, mm-hmm. the, those are the components of the ego, you know, the mind and the senses. So we yeah. start out in life through the ego. That doesn't have to be cultivated. You know what I mean? Uh, higher consciousness is the one that has to be cultivated. Okay. Okay. And uh, most people are going through lives just through the ego. Mm-hmm. You know, they aren't really getting into the, a lot of people without instruction mm-hmm. are not just by themselves trying to do the things to lift their awareness to the higher levels of consciousness and tap into that, to that higher self. Right. So, you know, that's the, one of the main tenets that we subscribe to. And that you need, really need to understand is that you're automatically at a disadvantage, at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to cultivate the thing to make that ego submit, you mm-hmm. know, to the mm-hmm. will of what you actually know is righteous. Right. You know, because the ego is going to make you do whatever it feels is the adequate response for whatever situation you're in. And sometimes it might not be the, you know, the most favorable one, right. you know, but the ego is all about survival. Can you we know, when he says, I look, I own. Oh, no, no, no. Finish. Yeah. So you make that deal with the ego and they call it the deal with the devil, you know, and, and but that's what it is. That's you know, why we, I wanted we, you to finish. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to talk to, I wanted to say, let's talk about the ego as compared with the devil. Right, right, okay. right. And so that's a, let me just let him finish. And, yeah, yes. and, 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 but keep in mind, too, it's not the ego. It's the uncontrolled ego. Okay. Yeah, that's what does the devilish stuff, you know, okay. they, because the ego can actually, it's there to work for you, mm-hmm. you know. And so for the fact that we go through life through our ego, you know, and you have to, if you haven't cultivated your higher consciousness, mm-hmm. in that sense, your ego is like your default way of going through reality okay so like i said if all else doesn't work if you don't do all of the other things to cultivate that higher way of going through life then your ego is there for you and your Mm -hmm. ego says to you look don't worry about all of that other stuff you know don't worry about being your higher self or trying to cultivate great character i i got you Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get you through life you know just hop on my back and we'll ride through life because the ego is all about survival with no survival Okay. It says, look, you know, if there's if it's conditions are too cold outside, we're going to go find some heat. If mm-hmm. it's too hot outside, we'll find some, you know, place to cool right, off. Right, at. Right, so right. I got you. Don't worry. And so that's the deal, you know, that mm-hmm. we end up making with the ego. But the thing about the ego is the ego is the house of desires mm-hmm. and need mm-hmm. and wants. Mm-hmm. So the ego says to you, once you make that deal, it's going to say to you, well, OK, I got you. Right. But. I need you to do this for me. I need you to react in whatever act, whatever way that I feel is appropriate in any situation that we're in. I need you to respond that way. Deal? 
And yeah, most of us say, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. That's where the wars come. You know, that's where the, and, and, and so the ego will take you from a simple argument with your friend to two countries bombing each other for yeah. no reason, yeah. you know, or the ego will say, look, like I said, the ego is all about desires. It always has one for you. The ego will say, I don't like, I want that piece of land over there and mm-hmm. there are people on it. Mm-hmm. I want you to go get it. Mm-hmm. By any means necessary, because that's what the ego is all about. And so, hence the destruction, you know, the slaying of people, the raping and pillaging of people to get that land. But now that's the out of control ego. Because mm-hmm. this person hasn't done what they should have to control mm-hmm. that, 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 um, that reservoir of desires that the ego keeps pulling from. But it's always going to pull from it. Mm-hmm. But that's why I say the whole thing about we're spiritual warriors in training. Mm-hmm. Because now what we have to do is to realize that yeah, it's, it's the um, the movie uh, New Jack City where Ice, uh, who's it? Morgan, uh, ah. Ice T. Not Ice T. Melvin Van. Oh, Melvin Mario, Van Peoples. Mario, Mario, Mario Van Peoples. Yeah. When he says to uh, Ice T, he says, um, "In order to feed Nino Brown, we need New Jack cops for New Jack criminals, mm-hmm. right?" And that's the thing that we have to understand when it comes to this game about the ego and the higher consciousness. See, the ego. And that's just the way life is. Life always, it gets more, it gets stronger and more sophisticated mm-hmm. with challenges. Mm-hmm. And the ego indulges in those challenges. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand that we always have to come up with stronger and more sophisticated techniques to combat these stronger, more sophisticated challenges. Like your, your intervention, the way that you combat that should always tailor uh, the scope of what it is that's trying to destroy you. You should be able to cover all angles. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be a, a 50, a half, you know what, approach to it. Right. It should be an approach that says, well, look, it's coming at me 100%. I need to go back at it 100%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, understanding that, then we'll learn that from doing that, we can actually get the ego to submit to our will. And another thing to understand about that is we should never say to ourselves that, at any one point in time, even though I might right now have my ego under wraps, I should never feel that at any one point in time that I have my ego subdued for good. Okay. Because you never have it subdued right. for good. Like I said, it's always coming up with something newer and stronger. Okay. And that's what the whole That's where you about. lost your train of thought at because you was talking about your... Um, um, your teacher. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yes. I, and I, it clicked to me. But I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it clicked to me. So you, you did it bring together, it back home. Yes, right, you yeah. did. You brought it back home. Now, let's talk about higher consciousness, consciousness, because so many people can't get there. And even I struggle with, with trying to reach my highest self because there are many right. levels that you have to go through. I'm still getting at it, too. Yeah. I know I am, you know. And, you know, like I say, life is, it's all about a training. It's a training, yeah. you know, and you're... Because you have to constantly keep reinventing yourself, mm-hmm. you know, to and what it is that usually, sorry, <laughs> what it is that is preventing us from getting to our higher selves is that ego. Yeah. You know, but it seems like the hardest thing for us to do is to kill the ego because you're not wrong. And in fact, every single religion that I've studied speaks about that, right. um, you know, um, Killing the the ego and, and, and you know um, this and, is this is where the whole uh, Christianity the whole baptism is is about that it's about right, right. dying to self dying, you're right, so right, you're dying right. to your ego you're you know 
you're you're dying to right mm -hmm. dying to your ego and then uh, rising, you know, that's the higher consciousness. As you um, raise your your consciousness, you're resurrecting right. the, your highest self. Right. You know, so the whole idea of um, a baptism was was built around that whole idea of of um, dying right, to correct. to to your ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, the ego is the, in the story. There's a story in the ancient Egyptian saga. Uh, the story of Asar, Aset, and Heru. And this is what they call yes. Isis, Osiris, and, yes. and, and Horus. And that's what the story is all about. The story is about finding our higher consciousness and using that to defeat the ego so mm -hmm. we can get back to our higher self. Mm -hmm. and, and real quick, before I really like, get into the story, I just want to say, and we were talking about this before, that um, the characters in the story are what they call the the deities mm -hmm, we call mm -hmm. them natural okay right that would be the term for the the faculties of the creator because they call the creator nature that okay. was the name that's yeah. how they conceptualize the creator as nature mm -hmm. and of course we know the the nature is the one and all mm -hmm. you know nature is not just the creator but nature is creation right you know it is right. a, actually an ancient egyptian passage that said in the um what they call the Book of the Dead, the Pertinum Heru, where Nature is saying, I created myself, then I threw myself into creation. Yes. Meaning that I am everything that, yes, you yes. know, exists in creation. Yes. So the Nature Ru are the faculties of the Nature. Mm -hmm. You know, just as the word Nature Ru comes from Nature. Mm -hmm. You know, the Nature, the so-called gods and goddesses come from, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Nature. And so when we understand the story of whether it's a Sarsa and Heru or any of the other right. mythological stories, yes. because it is yes. a mythological yes. story, yes. right? And these are mythological characters. Mm -hmm. So we need, we need to understand first that when you see these characters interact with each other, their relationships in these stories are telling us how we are supposed to be harnessing and developing certain mental faculties in our lives. Right. That, that's what they're saying in these yes. stories. Yes. You know, yes. they're not telling us that these are people that we should aspire to be like. Right. No, they're telling yes. you, you know, that's what you need to do. Yes. You know, so in the story of Asar set in Heru, uh, it was Set. Set was the nature who was portrayed as the, the ego. Set mm -hmm. is the one that uh, chops up. Are you familiar with the story? I am familiar. Yes, okay. I so remember. Set I just, I just who... heard the, uh, the okay, story. Okay, I don't. <laughs> so yes, yes. Right, I don't want to ramble by telling no, the story. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm yeah. familiar with the story. So yeah. right. So Set is the one that chops up Asar. Mm -hmm. Right. He lays up this ruse, this uh, ruse to first kill him. Mm -hmm. um, he gets him put in a coffin, and from there Asar suffocates. Now remember, Asar represents the higher consciousness. Right. I mean, not the higher consciousness, uh, the higher self. Asar right. well, is the higher self. Well, what's the difference between the higher self and the higher, higher consciousness? Well, the higher, it's, it's uh, what's the saying? Because uh, I was using them interchangeably, but so the, what, what they say, the way to get to the father is through the son. Right, okay. Basically, that's the point between the higher self and the higher consciousness. To get to your higher consciousness is, to get to your higher self, you, you have, have to, to first find your higher consciousness. Okay. All right. That That's make, your that highest awareness. Okay. Right? To defeat mm -hmm. the ego. First, okay. you got to defeat that ego. That's through the higher consciousness. Okay. And then, and that's usually in, a, in more of a, a physical 
a physical sense, mm -hmm. right? Because now you're just aware of reality to the highest extent, you know? And then once you can do that, then you're able to, what we talked about before, eradicate yourself of all of the, the fetters of life, mm -hmm. all of the things that are preventing you from fully experiencing life in its totality. And that's your higher self. Your right. higher self right. allows you to experience life not just on the physical realm, mm -hmm. but on the subtle realm. You know, it, your higher self will allow you to appreciate the divine intent mm -hmm. behind a situation and not just focus on the situation, which is what a lot of us do. Right, right, You right. know, so, and that's, you know, where you get the whole concept of the giving thanks, of gratitude. Right, Because gratitude right. connects you back with the, the divine intent behind the situation. But, so, so the ego chops up the higher self, mm -hmm. disperses it all throughout the land. Now, it's uh, Asar's wife, Aset, mm -hmm. is the one that goes on the journey to find, to find the all pieces, the pieces. Yes. To find the pieces. Mm -hmm. Not only Aset, but Aset has a best friend called Nebethat, mm -hmm. who goes along the journey with her. Mm -hmm. So, these are giving us life lessons right here. Right, right. And now, Aset represents wisdom and devotional love. Mm -hmm. So, right there, the story is telling you, in order to really go on a search to your mission to find your higher self, you have to have wisdom, meaning you have to read a lot and, and understand, you know, right. get an understanding from not just maybe a box, but from all different right. aspects of the world. Yes. You have to be wise yes. that way. Yes. And you have to have a devotional love, yes. you know, something that keeps you steadfast on your journey. And so that's who a set was. Mm -hmm. And so Nebit had her best friend. The message is that we to help support us on our journey, we always need someone. Mm -hmm. You know, we, all, well, we always need someone to help support us on our journey. We can't do this by ourselves. For accountability, for, for, for support. Right. For accountability, for, for encouragement, support. Right. for motivation. Right, because we yeah. drive off of each yeah. other. Yeah, yes, right? absolutely. I can see that. Right, so you should always have that. And um, so they go to... Let me make sure I'm getting... Right, so... Now that a set has never had, mm -hmm. they go on a journey. They go find the pieces, put them back together. And, and this is where one of the stories in the Bible kind of, you know, parallel with the ancient Egyptian story. Mm -hmm. So uh, what it is, is this is where the whole immaculate conception comes from. Because once they put all of the pieces together, now a set turns into, turns into a, 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 a dove a bird mm -hmm. and she flaps her wings and from there the spirit of Heru now is born mm -hmm. you know out of the pieces of Asar right you right. know they actually created a fake phallus mm -hmm. you know yeah, yeah. For, mm -hmm. for copulation mm -hmm. and so Heru is now born mm -hmm. and then the phallus gets thrown in the river well actually that was before the phallus gets thrown in the river mm -hmm. but that's how Heru is born now now that your higher consciousness is born mm -hmm. you know through wisdom and devotional love to your to your task. The thing about Heru and Set, Heru never really Heru doesn't defeat Set. Heru can't defeat Set in his physical form because Set is brute force. That's what your ego is. Mm -hmm. It's brute force. But they have many battles. Heru may win a couple of battles, but he'll never defeat Set through brute force. And that's what Heru would always try to use. Mm -hmm. It's not until Heru gets the the uh, support 
or not to support the instruction from entering another character called Jehuti. Jehuti represents divine wisdom. Mm -hmm. And Jehuti tells Haru, you're not going to beat Set through physical combat. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're not because you haven't won. You know, so you have to consort all the other Necheru in a court of law. You know, so he can they go to bring their case to the Necheru in a court of law. Mm -hmm. And that's how Heru actually ends up defeating Set. Right. Not through brute force, but through intellect, Mm -hmm. uh, divine intelligence. Right. And so the story is telling us these are all of the things that we need. Right. To to defeat our ego. You know, it's not going to take any physical restraining to do that you mm-hmm. can't do it you can't right? do it and and surprisingly un- the the bible just speaks of such stories as well right as i'm listening to you tell the story of the the egyptian um mythology story it brings to mind many of the um biblical stories it's just that mm. the biblical um concept has been torn into so many pieces you got those who are literalists they they believe the, literal, the, right. the, the bible literally right and then you have um, the ones who, who are Gnostic, who, who were all about the wisdom right. and, the, and the knowledge of, of the stories. I have always been attracted to the stories. And ooh, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud so that people can hear me. Revelation. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more Gnostic than I am okay. anything else. All right. It's where, okay. like you said, you resonated with... Um, um, what is it? The, um, the uh, ancient, the ancient, ancient Egyptian, African Egyptian mm-hmm. uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. The more I study Gnostic, the more I see that that's where my right. and and it's so funny because the Gnostics look more at the the metaphor of what's being said than the actual personalization of you know the story. Yes, they didn't it, personalize. They understood that. These are messages that are yes. about me. Yes. You know, about what I need yes. to do. Yes. And for me, I'm I'm I understand the stories to be yeah. not literal. Right. But right. um again, I try to be careful when, when I'm talking to different individuals because I do understand yeah. that there's um there uh and we, and we live <laughs> in a world where everybody goes by the script. Yes. You know, and yes. the script yes. is to say that, you know, this is what it is. You right. know, my pastor told me I have to right. listen to what right, it right, says, right. you know, and everybody talks to the script. You know, everybody's really bought into the script. Right. And it takes special people to step outside of the box. I tried to be say, part uh, of the script. I did. I tried yeah. to do everything like it was written. Right, right. But again, it just wasn't. But you know when it doesn't know, feel right. It didn't you know, feel right. To your, to your it soul didn't feel right to my soul, to my spirit. And, you know, so, but, um. I'm grateful for the journey that I'm on because what I say to everyone is that this is your journey. This is your story. Right. Nobody right. can write your story. Right. You right. have Very to true. write your own story. Right. This is right. you, you guys are players in my story. Right. But you're not writing my story. I'm writing my story. Right. And um, so I have to be true to myself. Mm-hmm. And that is what I encourage in our women's ministry. We encourage that. We do not define you. We do not tell you what you're supposed to think or believe. Right. I teach um, what I have in front of me. But mm-hmm. at no point are you beholden to my mm-hmm. ideas or the ideas mm-hmm. that come forth from, from any place. Right. I'm hoping that you're going to use your own yeah, mind. Yeah, you know, I say, yeah, the best, yeah. look, the best teacher is what you're saying. The best teacher is the guider, 
Mm-hmm. You know, not the one that, you know, the traditional sense of a teacher, yeah. somebody standing in front of a chalkboard, uh, disseminating knowledge to you. Uh, it's, that's not how knowledge. No. That's not how you, you bring knowledge out of you. You know, I mean, that's the that's actually the the etymology of the word educate. Right. To pull out of you. You have to pull the information out of you. Mm-hmm. We have it all in. Look, um, what they call energy, we call spirit. Right. Yeah. Energy is information. Yeah. You know, information lives in energy, you mm-hmm. know, so you can. Why can't you uh, meditate or practice other modems that will help you bring that energy that has that information out of you? Mm-hmm. You know, we all have the ability to do it. You right, know, but like right. I said, we're so bought into a script, mm-hmm. you know, that focuses on uh, some type of external salvation mm-hmm. when really our salvation is what we can pull out of us, yeah. you know, and liberate our own minds. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 something that I think we really have to. <laughs> I, I mean, being mindful is naive. It's something that we really have to be honest about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know about when it comes to religion and spirituality you know we, we have to just want maybe it'll take a miraculous waking up and say look i'm not buying into the script anymore you know i understand what really needs to be done for myself that, right. like you said i am on a journey i was born into this life with my own personal journey yeah yeah you know and no one can teach me how to navigate that you know, only i can <laughs> navigate that road for myself not, you're not a puppet it's mm-hmm. not like you're. It's not like somebody's pulling the strings and and helping you walk. I mean, no. I got to get through this life by myself. No, exactly. I it, came it, into this world by myself. Right. I'm gonna leave this world by myself. Right. Right. I, I need to figure it out. That's right. And I it, need look, to to walk this journey and mm-hmm. and figure out life. That's right. That's you know? right. And, and you know, it's not being harsh, but it can be. Uh, your spouse of 50 years, they mm-hmm. have their own journey. You have your own journey. It yeah. can be your children. Mm-hmm. You know, I know sometimes we feel a need to want to, you know, guide them through, control them through life mm-hmm. and, and tell them what, you know, and what's, which is good. You know, we give them the best advice, tell them what's good and what's bad and what to avoid and what to, you know, seek shelter in. Well, but, we, we already established that there are universal laws um, right. in place. There are some things that are just, it, it's got to happen that way. Right, right. I mean, we're, I don't think neither one of us are suggesting that you do whatever you want to the point in which everybody no. is, you, you, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. But, no. Um, um, well, one of the, and that's why we had, um, you know, in ancient Egypt, they had uh, Ma'at, you know, yeah. ancient Egypt was run off of the All right, let's talk about of, that. Of let's Ma'at, talk about that. You know, yeah, well, you know, Ma'at, Ma'at was, well, first of all, Ma'at is a threefold concept, right? Ma'at okay. was a nature or nechert. Mm-hmm. which is the feminine version of nature. Ma'at was a cosmic force. Mm-hmm. And then Ma'at is a, um, I'm sorry, a moral code of ethics. Okay. So these are the three ways that you can look at Ma'at. Okay. So, you know, as, as a nature, Ma'at was a mythological character in a story mm-hmm. that helped tell a story of not only the pre-created state, creation, uh, the way that uh, energies interplay with each other and the way they influence our lives. Maad was just one of those characters that did that. Okay. Now, what part did she play? So now we'll talk about the Maad as the cosmic force. Mm-hmm. So as a cosmic force, Maad is the force of regularity, or should I say the faculty of the creator that 
regulates everything in creation, that is responsible for the regularity of everything in creation, our heartbeat, you know, right. whether from the planets to the smallest atoms, everything has a regular rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so in that fact, my art is the rhythm of creation. Okay, okay. And she is the reason why everything must have this rhythm, and if there's any interruption in the rhythm, chaos would ensue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we look at chaos as something catastrophic, but it can range from something catastrophic mm-hmm. to the common cold, you mm-hmm. know, but it's just that it's, it's something that needs to be on a regular rhythm that just can't afford that interruption. So Ma'at would be that. So in a way, Ma'at is the, the law of the universe, okay. the law of the cosmos. Right, right. And Ma'at has seven principles that keeps that regularity going. What are those you know, seven principles? And so one of those principles is the principle of harmony. Everything must move in a harmonious rhythm. Okay. And that's the law of interdependency. We all depend on each other, right? It's like a team, you know, like a, a, you get a football team. Uh, the quarterback can't do what he's supposed to do if the offensive line isn't working mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. you know? And um, just like in any other sport, everybody, every player relies on the other player. Everybody's so if one is off part. kill, mm-hmm. right? One if one if one is off kill, that throws the whole chemistry off. Okay. So you know that's what the harmony of the universe is all about. Everything and, and working in that. synchronicity. And we see that in, in and our, just in just our off the right, the rotation right. in the cosmos. Yes. You know, everything's rotating. Yes. Same way they're following each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In a, in lockstep with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, order. Right, Ma'at says, well, in order to keep this regularity going, I gotta make sure that there's an order here. Um, whether it's on a human level, the higher life forms and the lower life forms, they shouldn't be uh, moving, switching order. We all feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. The smaller life, the larger life feeds off of the smaller life, and a life that's larger than that depends off of that, you know, smaller life. And as the lives the bodies get larger, mm-hmm. they depend on the bodies that predilate them. You know okay. what I mean? So there's an order there that can't be interrupted. Okay. And that order usually comes on a human level. Just looking at it on a human level, we've got our, all of these tiny microbes in our body. We're made of billions of them, yeah. right? But yeah. they're the smaller forms of life. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when they start to build up and encroach upon the larger forces, so the microbes start to encroach upon the organs and the tissues, which mm-hmm. are the larger, uh, larger structures of life, mm-hmm. right? And then on the organism, right? Mm-hmm. They overwhelm our system, and that's how we start getting sick. sick. We start developing yeah. diseases. Yeah. So the order is all about everybody needs to play their part. Right. You know, okay. whether you're a microbe or you're the actual organism or the organs. Which, I mean, the organs is just another example of the harmony. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. It's probably why they call it organs, because just like in... <laughs> <laughs> Our body is the orchestra, yeah, and all yeah. of the organs have to play in a certain tune. Yeah, that makes sense. You know that that yeah. that pleases the the total sound of the orchestra because if the stomach is off key, mm-hmm. you know that messes the digestive system up, and right. digestive system back up. That's messing you know the pancreas and all of these other organs up. So everybody has to play their part. And all of this is in is a certain vibration. So vibrations have a, uh, you mentioned energy um, earlier, but yeah. vibrations play a big part in it as well. Yeah, well, everything, yeah. energy, energy is vibration. Yeah. Right? All energy vibrates, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we have um, reciprocity, you know, and look at the human body. 
that the homeostasis, our homeostasis, our internal environment, everything that that uh, emanates into the universe, there should be a fair share coming back. Mm. You know, so whether it's a, it should be an equal put out and put in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what the uh, the oh gosh, why are these names slipping my mind? The positive and negative feedback system of our homeostasis system okay. is all about. You know, we give out too much then that's there to correct us by putting back in what was given out to bring it back into balance. Okay. So all of this is done to bring the system back into balance and to maintain that regularity. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the human body is just a perfect example of all of these principles. Yeah. Um, then you go to, um, of course, truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth meaning that it's, this is something that happens every time you see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's constant. And it's consistent Mm -hmm. and it doesn't skip a beat, Mm -hmm. right? That's the truth. That's the truth of the universe. Gravity is the truth of the universe. Whether you believe in it or not, that truth is there. Yeah. You know, try to jump off a building and say, well, I'm going to defy the truth. You know, that's (laughs) the truth. Yeah. (laughs) That you will end up seriously hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then righteousness is another principle. And that's just the way energy and the spirit works. It's always moving towards a positive direction, Mm -hmm. you know, and, that's the righteousness of the universe. When we get sick, our body is always trying to heal itself. Yes. Leave it alone. Let your body heal it. Mm-hmm. You know, but once, of course, we interfere with that, we'll take them, you know, the uh, antibiotics. And all but isn't it our ego that um, pushes us and to interfere with the, yeah, what, what and, the, what the and, body and can do? Right. Interrupting my eye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, you you leave leave it alone. Most and of the time, the we don't want to even be sick for two days, even though it takes might Ugh. take two days for it, our body right, to repair right. itself. And which is a good sign when yeah. you're sick. When you're sick, it's good. You know, that's just stuff trying to get out of you. Yeah. You yeah. know, that shouldn't be in you. Yeah. And yeah. so okay, it manifests into little rashes and stuff. Right. Right. right? right. Put stuff on it. Don't put the ointment on it. Right. To, right. Right. You right. know the. What, what, to restrict it, let it come out. Yeah. You know, let your skin breathe. That's what it wants to do. Yeah. You know, that's the righteousness of the universe. Everything wants to be in its, in its natural natural form. Natural state, yes. You know? Yes, yes. So let it breathe. Let it do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And uh, did we cover all seven? Harmony, order, reciprocity. A balance. You know, balance. everything in the universe is balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just like in our bodies. We need a, an equal level of vitamins and mm-hmm. minerals, right? Because mm-hmm. we are minerals. Right. So yeah, we, we yeah. need an equal level of these. Right. And just in the universe, everything has to have a balance to it. Mm-hmm. You know, positive, uh, positive, negative, uh, male, female energies. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We need an equal balance of these at all time. Yeah. Right. Or else we'll just really throw the chemistry of the universe or our bodies off kill. Right. So with with that notion, then you believe in God and goddess. See, and that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, now, I said now, it. Now, <laughs> go ahead. The concept of nature, remember, like I said, nature has a feminine yeah, you form were, to it. Nature. That's what you were referring. Yes, 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 yes. Because in ancient Egypt, it was all about duality. They looked mm-hmm. in everything in duality. Yeah. Everything has a masculine, feminine, even feminine. the creator yeah, had yeah. a masculine, feminine side to it. So to just play up on one end, mm-hmm. you know, would be. What would you say? Blasphemy. You know what I mean? Right. It would it would be something exactly. that that contradicts the order of the universe or the law of the universe. Mm-hmm. The law is everything has a 
a masculine feminine energy and we're not looking at it you know as uh sex wise mm-hmm. right, right masculine right. feminine just means one's one may be a little more passive than other mm-hmm. energy one may be a little more active mm-hmm. one is more linear one is just more circular you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's it's just a way of categorizing the two different polar opposite energies right. of the universe you know and, and yeah so they looked at everything in a duality in a mm-hmm. dual form right you know, so when we talk about Ma'ad, we're just talking about that feminine aspect of the creator mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that governs. And that's what women are. Women are the organizers. Mm-hmm. Women are the, the governors. You know, and that's why in Kemet, the system was a matriarch. Yeah. You know, there were no yeah. kings or quote unquote kings without the queen. You couldn't right. be a king right. if there was no woman at the throne. A woman was the throne. And she determined mm-hmm. who takes the throne yeah. by who she married. You know, right. what man she married. So. In Gnostic Christianity, that form is uh, Sophia, which is Sophia. Con- considered mm-hmm. wisdom. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I've been reading some very interesting books. Yeah. I have so many books that I read because, you know, I'm constantly, constantly see, uh, yeah. reading and educating myself. I need to get out of the habit of opening one. Say, you know, let me put this down for a minute. Coming back the next day. That one looks kind of interesting on the top shelf. Let me open that one up. But that's okay. Yeah, open another. But that's okay By because I do, week, I do a lot of that too. Books. But that's okay because sometimes you find <laughs> that they are related to each other without being related to each other. That's true. That's Again, true. I don't believe in coincidences. <laughs> so if I'm picking up four different books and I'm right, reading right, right. four reason, different right, books, there's right. a reason for it. Right. That, that's very true. Very true. And that's, that, that's how <laughs> I see it because in the four different books that I'm reading right now, right, and it's about right. four or five. They're all saying pretty much the same things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're putting the pieces of this puzzle together. Right, right. See, I think life is a puzzle. A great big puzzle Multi- that, that we have to just... Multi-themed and it's the way to... Pick up, find those pieces from someplace. The way to connect someplace. those exactly. themes to each yes. other. Right. And they're and not always right here. When you are doing a puzzle, you're not going to always find the pieces right next no, to each right. other. Right, right. And individuals are afraid to search but, you know, right. and, and what I like to talk to when I'm talking to Christians, I like to say, because I don't, I know the Bible too. I know right. it well. That was my first uh-huh. book, so I know that. Come on now. So it's like, <laughs> search right. and keep on searching until you find. In right, fact, right. the Bible tells you that if you search for me, mm. I will let you find me. Mm. Now, and then what's interesting about this whole thing about searching is that when we, when we go into Jesus' parables, and he's talking about the old lady who lost the coin, the lost coin, mm, the parable okay. of the lost coin. It's about searching. It's about uh. searching in areas where you know you ain't dropped this coin. Right, 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 right. But you don't stop, even though you got more coins. Mm. But you must find this one. So it's about searching every place, even in places mm. where you ain't never been. Mm. And, and this is why... I, I get so, so frustrated true, so when true. I'm talking to other Christians and, and it's like, oh, well, you should just, I don't want to talk about nothing unless it's in the Bible. Well, then I can't have a conversation with you I can because imagine. you're not going to be able to find everything there. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I'm going to need you to open your mind a little bit and I'm going to need you to work with me. I, look, I know I'm on the seat, but I just have to ask you, how difficult is it as, as a Christian? As a Christian. Who stepped outside mm-hmm. and say there's a maybe there's another approach to this that we haven't explored we haven't exhausted how difficult is it to try to 
I mean, you're not trying to get followers or anything. No, but, I, but, I'm not trying to get followers. But to be of an influence mm-hmm. to people that mm-hmm. would, you know, allow them to kind of explore yes. that option that you explored. Like, how difficult is it to do that? That's a know? good question. As someone that's in, yes. you know, still connected to Yes. You, to that's that. a very, very good question. Because Beca- that, that's... that's <laughs> It's, it's, it's a good question and it's a deep question. Because recently I had a conversation with my uncle that was going left. And I needed mm. to just shut it down before it got worse. Right, right, right. And even conversations that I have with my mother are difficult right now because they have a notion that no one can um, mm. move them from. And, and no one should. And they're brought in, right. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right, I am right. not in the business of trying to get you to, to, to leave what Convert. you... Yeah find to be your rock mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm, I'm i'm not really interested in you trying to take me off of my journey too right right um it was very very hard for me because i grew up in the church mm-hmm. i grew up my mother and father baptist and here's a very surprising thing as spiritual as my mother is she didn't care for churches either oh okay it was my father who was into the church and made us go to church. My mother wasn't interested in church. So when we got to the point where I followed my mom and, right, and right. stopped following my dad, we would try out different places. My mom had us being Jehovah's okay. Witness. Oh, we, I was right. a Jehovah's oh, Witness. Oh, y'all went through the gamut, huh? Y'all right. <laughs> you know, I went to holiness churches. That, that's that's I mean, the black folk dance. Yeah, exactly. Like we, we, there we, you we go. Catholics, we Baptists, we go to Jehovah's Seventh-day exactly. Adventists. We'll do it all before we The whole know, thing. Say, we went through what? the whole thing, you know. So... Yes, I understand this. So when I decided, when when I um, started to branch out on my own and decide, I first of all I was very curious uh, about the Bible. I love the stories in the Bible. Mm. Maybe it's the writer in me. Maybe mm. all of this mm. is because I'm a writer, and right, and right, and right. so I look at stories differently than most people look at mm. stories. But the one thing about the stories of the Bible. They always had such a deeper meaning to me. So when I'm talking okay. about the Bible, I'm talking about what you were saying earlier about how those stories in the Bible actually have a relation to me right. and my body right, and everything right. that I go to. Like um, I, I mentioned certain um, parts of the so Bible. So you read it I'm, as the words speaking directly to, to you me. and not something that you should aspire to want to no, be, no. but something that I need to do. Right. You know, for myself. For instance, the story that I always constantly share with individuals is is the um, Exodus story, okay. where where Moses, Moses we're gonna story. we're gonna start at the Red Sea and mm. we're gonna walk it backwards a little bit, but mm. we're gonna start at the Red Sea. Now you got right. Moses who have who have led all of these Israelites out of Egypt. Right. Okay. They got the Red Sea in front of them. Right. And they got Pharaoh's army chasing them down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you have all of these thousands of people and they're all yelling at Moses and they're saying, why you brought me here? Where to die? We could have just stayed in right, Egypt right, if we were right. not going. And this Fearful is the, situation. but this is the part of the story. Everybody knows that part, but this is the part of the story that captured my way of thinking. Mm. It was okay. when in that moment that, that Moses turns to God and say, well, what am I to do? Mm. And the answer why are you asking me? Okay, so the thing about it is that people say, wait, hold up. Right, you right, know? Right, right. But when you walk it backwards, when you walk it backwards, and what I like to do with these stories is walk it backwards. We, now let's go to the burning bush mm-hmm. where, where Moses first encounters God. Okay. And God gives him this assignment in the first place. He gives him every single thing. Moses says to him, right, how am I right. supposed to do this? I have nothing. 
And what did God say to him? What do you have in your hand? Mm. What did Moses have in his hand? He had his staff in his hand, right. an ordinary staff that he had been using to tend to the sheep, right? Mm -hmm. But it was in the staff that God empowered Moses. Take this staff, and this right. is how, you understand what I'm saying? Right. And you, if you see all of the stories of Moses, you'll see him using his staff for everything. Anyway, you know, that's where we get the term, uh, make uh, lemonade out of lemons. You know what I mean? Because it's the thing that you don't understand that you take for granted that's in your possession <laughs> that has the capacity to overcome any problem that you're confronting. Basui, that's my whole point. You know so I mean? for me to read that story, I get that what you just said. Right. I have everything in everything me. God has already given has me everything capacity. that I need to cross my Red Sea, mm. to, to, to go head on with the pharaohs in my life. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I look at the stories differently right. than other people look at the stories. Right. And they're not necessarily literal. I could care less if there was a real Moses. If you tell me you, there's no evidence of Moses being born, I could care less. It's not the Moses. It's the story. And I think even, even you when, know? when people say that, it's still looking at it. See, and, and that's the, I, I think that's our fear of going past. And I, that's what spirituality is. Spirituality is the ability to transcend your senses. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the things that are tangible to you. And the ability to look at what's behind what your senses take in. You know, and that's when you reach the level of, yes. all right, really get into something here in, in life. You know, because now exactly. I understand the subtle meaning of life. And the subtle meaning is the messages that are behind the characters. The, the you message know, what, behind, what yes. Being relayed to you. Yes. Yeah. So whether, right, whether we're talking about something physical, something that existed or not, that's not. And relevant. we're fighting over it's, whether or not there was really a Jesus, whether or not there was really a Moses, whether or not there was really an Abraham. Right, right, well, right. why don't you look at the stories yeah, that, story that, that's that, telling us what. You know what I'm saying? Why don't we take the message from the story? Why don't we apply that message to our life? Why don't we see if we could do those things? That's right. Because if you're not doing any of that to me, you're, you're being a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. When you tell mm -hmm. me that the, the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but then I'm sitting up here talking about all the things I can't do, well, that's a contradiction <laughs> of what the scriptures say I can do, right? That's right. Okay. That's right. Exactly. So it's like the Apostle James who said, you show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my works because of my faith. So it's like we can take these stories, we can apply them to our life, we can look at these things that are being said, and we can see on the higher level how we can use it to, to manifest right, something right, great inside of ourselves. Or we can sit here and argue about whether or not there really was a flood. Right, because right, there's a right. flood in every single myth, hey, mythological look, story. Look, I'm past the arguing, okay. you know, folks. I don't argue with folks. I don't. Was black or not. I'm like, I, look. I don't care. We can argue about that for eight hours here. You know what I mean? Whether we can go through the details. Exactly. And you said the hair You're was missing a and the, the point. Well, yeah. And if yeah. I can't have a conversation with you, if, if my conversation has got to be about something very literal that, that you, right, you're right, trying right. to prove, I, I can't talk to you at that right. point. It's on a mundane level. I can't. Right. My, my brain don't want to go back down there. You, you, you follow what I'm right. saying? My brain can't take it anymore. Right. I need to be someplace else. And I need to have a conversation with somebody who's willing to take it someplace and else. That's, you, know? you know, that's what I, I was saying before when I said that spirituality is, is one of the most emboldening things. 
the most bold, the boldest thing that you can do is to practice spirituality when you're surrounded by people who don't look at life past the physical reality because spirituality forces you to look behind that. And yes. so you're always looked at as an oddball or somebody yes. who's doing something that yes. just can't be conceived. Like, what, what are you doing? Exactly. Here? You know, what is it that you're trying to do? I'm still getting questions. Or look, I'm still getting looked at from not really family members. They're coming along. But even, you know, friends with the vegan diet, you know, yeah. they're looking yeah. at me. They're like... Why? You know what I mean? You're going <laughs> to die anyway. Which, look, yeah. the whole you're going to die anyway thing. We're gonna get, we can get into that later. But yeah, yeah. Of I course mean, we're going to die anyway. They we all know that. Right, right, right. But the, the reason for living for something else, you mm-hmm. know, you're not, what, was it, what is the saying? I, I don't eat to be happy. I, I don't eat to live. I live to eat. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's really what that is. You're eating to live. Mm-hmm. But the live is not the physical life. Mm-hmm. The live is spirit. You're eating mm-hmm. so spirit can live. Yeah. You want to be a vessel. So you want to make sure your body is clean, right, right? Your right. channels are open. So what's inside of you can now have a relationship with the outer world, you know, with that outer subtle world. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about the spiritual side of vegan living. I want to be a vegan. I have to first try to be a vegetarian because there's a difference between being a vegetarian and being a vegan. You want to give us a little insight on what the difference is because a lot of people don't know what the difference is. Well, you know, I I don't even know how full-fledged I am into it. I mean, I know I do raw foods Mm -hmm. most of the time. Um... Just like right now, we're about to get some rice and beans. Am I exactly. correct? Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, we. So we're there about are to get some things that are going to be, rice. you know, <laughs> because you know you have your raw foodists mm-hmm, who believe mm-hmm. that everything just straight up be raw. You okay. know, if it's not live, it's not. You know, that's not something that's going in my. I body. heard that before. Eat live foods, right? Which but, would would be to me like raw vegetables. How, I, I mean, right, right? That's the only thing that you can eat that's that's live, right? right. Is is raw vegetables. It, it only thing, right? But there are certain greens that if you steam lightly, and if you do actually cook lightly, you can actually increase the potency. Okay. You know, like their mineral content. So there are there are those that you can do that with. But, you know, throughout the main spectrum, of course, you know, the live food is the ones that you're not heating up and and cooking. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. But that doesn't really leave you with much options, though. Right. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm saying this is why I'm finding it hard, because how many days can I eat a salad? And, And that's when I first started with trying to be a vegetarian. I know. You don't eat salad? Okay. <laughs> we have a, we have another guest in in our, oh, our, right, right, our right. studio. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk to her a little bit later as we um um talk about other things. And she's just here. She's like my apprentice right now. Uh-huh. She she might eventually be my co-host. We're gonna see. Right. But she's here taking notes and listening. Miss Kalia. Right. What's your last name? Lafayette. Okay, we're going to get back One to One day Kalia that chair is going to be vacant and going to need to be filled. <laughs> exactly. She's my little <laughs> trainer right now. She's in training That's right it. now. That's but it. I was saying that I tried to be, a, and I'm, I'm not going to say tried as if I'm not still trying because right. I moved to more of a plant-based um, where, what's the difference? Well, I do eat beans, like you said, and rice. I, I do eat, the, I mean, um, yeah. you know, um, I try not to eat that much meat, but I'm still eating fish, you okay. know. Um, so... Every now and then, I'll have my chicken sandwich. 
Okay. <laughs> so I'm not true. Hey, I'm not looking I'm not at you with a regular. side eye. Yes, you are. Eye of You're judgment. looking at me with a side no, eye of judgment. No. But okay, I know that, and I'm, I'm really not. trying, trying very, very hard. Right. I'm trying but for. It's a slow. Pro- it's a process. You well, know what I mean? Whether it's you want to say it's slow or fast, it's a process. Yes, but the so thing about it is, it, it has to be for health reasons, as far as I'm concerned, because I need to control my cholesterol. I need to control my high blood pressure. I need to make sure I'm, I'm like borderline diabetic. So. These right. are all things that are going to help me. Right. Um, I want to help myself. And see, that's just it. We want to help ourselves, but yet we still keep putting poison in our body. And a lot of people, they can, they can call you out when you're an alcoholic. They can call you out when you're a drug addict. But they don't seem to understand that food can be a drug, mm. too. And it can be just as dangerous. Yeah. So it's like, how do we But get... I mean, well, look at the paradigm shift. You know, that the alcoholic and the drug addict... You know, these would be the exceptions to the rule. Everybody's not an alcoholic, everybody's not a drug, a drug addict. But when we're living around people where mm-hmm. everybody's eating meat, everybody's yes. eating white sugar, white flour, milk, yes, yes. you know, I mean, you know, you're now the exception to the rule where they're looking at you as a drug It's like, okay, you're really not going to eat We're bored in. What's wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. Mind. I mean, I've gotten off some things like I don't drink milk. Um, now I, I moved to almond oh. milk. Um, I, I, I've eliminated the white sugar that I put in my food because obviously sugar right, is in everything. I don't know what sugar is in. Right. And I, that's the main you know, thing. Well, look, the main, the best thing mm-hmm. you can do is prepare your own. Yes. You know what I mean? Cause we have no idea what these people out here put it in. Exactly. And I think, uh, Kiana sent me a video of, uh, this sister, she was preparing a soul, uh, soul food mm-hmm. meal mm-hmm. and she got to the part where she was uh decorating up the yams mm-hmm. you know she was preparing the yams and i saw this i said nah, I'm, I'm not eating yams again i don't care who shoves it in front of my face. i don't care if they say it's vegan okay, okay? it's just what she's doing she did to it well what she, she do to took the, the five pound diamond sugar you know the, the, uh. and she just started pouring away on top of it just pouring it I don't know if she poured the whole five pound right, back, right, but right. she was just dumping the sugar on the yams. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if this is the way that candy yams are always being made, mm-hmm. I, mm-mm, no, no. Unfortunately, that is the, like the, the recipe never, right. for I know it included yeah. lots of sugar, yes. but I saw that video, I said yes. no, no, no. What I do now is, um, I don't even, yams are too sweet for me, candy they yams are. like that now. I will buy the regular sweet potatoes or the yams and just throw and it in the oven. Sweet, they are naturally natural, sweet. They're naturally sweet. The only thing I put on top of it, though, is a little cinnamon. I okay. will still sprinkle okay. a little cinnamon yeah. on it. Cinnamon, cool. you know. But, um, but, yeah, you can... Sweet potatoes and yams are naturally sweet. Right, Because right. all that there is sugar start yeah, pouring out of it when you take it out of the oven. Mm-hmm. I made one for myself yesterday, and I had, you know, on the aluminum foil that I had underneath it was right. all of the sugars that fell down from out of the um, sweet mm. potato. And I said to myself, wow, look at all this syrup. Look at all mm. this sugary syrup that came out of this sweet potato. So there's mm. really no reason for you to put... No. No. More sugar in, but that is the that's the common recipe. And that's the weird for, irony is that you don't understand how sweet the food is mm-hmm. until you eat it raw. Yeah, you know how nat because now you're getting into how naturally sweet it was. And like this doesn't need any. It doesn't any need sugar. Any you know, like sugar. I tell you, I you know with my um what I do with the seeds and nuts. Yeah, you know the dehydrating. Yes, yes. So I dehydrate a lot of uh, fruits a lot, mm-hmm. and 
I see the way it's sold in the stores, they would have dehydrated pineapples, dehydrated green apples, and they would just bury it in tons of sugar. Yes. You know? Yes. I'm yes. eating a dehydrated pineapple that I made. I'm like, wait a minute. Why does this need sugar on top of That's it? That's right. Like, it is, first of all, when you dehydrate it, it brings the sugar to the top. Brings it you know to, what I yes, mean? So yes. it intensifies the sugar taste. So, I mean, this the sugar craze that we're in, and you touched upon it, it is a drug. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is a Because drug. people Anytime are addicted you, to it. Right. People right. are addicted to sugar. You know, I drink my coffee now black with no cream, no sugar. Because when I stop drinking milk, that means I couldn't put it in my coffee. Mm. When I stop using sugar, that means I couldn't put it in my coffee. Right, so I right, had to, right. I now pour myself a cup of black coffee. And yeah. that's what I, you know, drink black coffee. Yeah. Because when you make these decisions that you're not going to to have certain things, then mm-hmm. you you then you realize how it's in everything. Mm-hmm. Wow, if I can't drink milk, okay, I'm not having cereal, but oh, I can't even put milk in my cereal. I mean, in my coffee right now. Oh, I'm not I'm not using sugar. Oh, I can't even put sugar in my coffee right now. So now you have to what? You have to just drink your coffee black. So. It's a process, right. like you said. It is, and I, oh, that's the main thing to understand. And like you said, with the fish, fish was, I know before I made the total change, mm-hmm. that's what I went to. Mm-hmm. You know, I left the meat alone, but I stayed on fish for about a year. Yeah. And tr- fish is a great transition food, you yeah. know, yeah. especially with your proteins. And, yeah. But I know women, you have to watch the mercury content. But, how, but you know, this is what actually uh, changed, what got me to change. I changed in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do a... Uh, something special for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And that was around the time where I was getting, I had acid reflux, I had it bad. I mean, I was waking up in the morning because what I would do, I would wake up in the morning, I would eat a hamburger, I would eat steak, yeah. I would drink soda, mm-hmm. you know, that was my breakfast, mm-hmm. you know? It, it catches up to you. Yeah. And I had acid reflux bad. You know, and, and, and when you really have it bad, you throw up. Until you can't throw up anymore and you still want to throw up. You mm-hmm. know, it's that, you know, it's, yeah. it's that kind of, those kind of symptoms that it gives you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, you know, I you am, have to let it subside. Yes. I'm grateful and, that I've been off soda for almost 15 years. Oh, okay. I'm right. grateful for that. That, okay. was, that was my first thing of, that was the first thing I did for myself that, I felt was necessary because, like I said, I've always been borderline diabetic. I got rid of the soda first. That was the okay. first thing that I got out of my life. Right. Yeah. That's that high but then I was still drinking the juices, right and then I had to get rid of that because right. you went from soda to drinking to lemonade and iced tea. You're still getting the sugar content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then you had to wean yourself off of that. So I weaned right. myself off of all of that. Oh, I just okay. drink water and, oh, hey. and, and wine. Water, hey. and, water and wine. <laughs> Wine and and it's the two things that don't get digested, <laughs> right? They just go straight through yeah. the system. And coffee. Those are my three okay. drinks of choice right there. <laughs> but um, So yeah. I'm working on it. And all of it yeah, is spiritual. And, and, so even though this is, we're, we're talking about a spiritual topic, because anytime you're talking about cleansing the temple that houses the Holy Spirit, right, right, right. then it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual thing. Right, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you're not doing it for any external satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Or, so it's not or to feed not, the ego. It's not to feed the <laughs> ego. Exactly, literally, right? Right. <laughs> the ego don't want broccoli. You know, exactly. The ego wants that steak. But exactly. yeah, and, and we, that's what we need to understand. Eating is, is spiritual. Yes. You know, and that's what, 
even back in the day when they sacrificed animals, they said, well, they used to sacrifice animals and eat them and, you know, Kemet or whatever in West mm-hmm. Africa. Yeah. Like, you understand? First of all, this wasn't a regular thing. You know, this wasn't their meal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And we're talking about a time when animals were way more pure than yeah. they are now. You know, they're not full of drugs. Yeah. You know, they're not full of the things that we do to give them shelf life. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. we're talking about a clean vessel, yeah. you know, that we're actually ingesting. And also and sh- shame on us for the way animals are treated yeah. when we were supposed yeah, to was... be, when I say we, I'm talking mankind, yeah. supposed to have dominion over these animals. We're supposed to care for them yeah. and take care of the earth. We've come such yeah, a long way I, from, from where creation was supposed to be. We can talk about this no. for a long time, but we're not. We're going to um, we're gonna stop right here for this episode. But I'm going to have you come back as, as well as other people so we can continue to have a conversation on spirituality because oh, okay. I, I plan on, on letting this be like a three-month thing, so January, okay. February, March. And then I'm going to move on to relationship. Uh-oh. Because you, know you know I love to talk Uh-oh. about relationships because yeah. it, it's really, to me, it's all connected. No, no, well, you know? definitely, definitely. It's all connected. And look, in, in uh, our community, we need relationships need to be on the forefront it needs to of be. our minds because... You know, we in some relationship. That's what's driving a community. Exactly. You know, that, that so we're going to talk about that. Relationship. Yes. So, so I'm going to bring all that back. So I'm Dr. Caroline Pathia Jones, and my guest today is Mr. Basui. Say your last name for me again. Basui Mshu Nika Amen. Mshu Nika? So Mshu would be the middle name. Okay, so Mshu. Or what's considered the middle name. And Nika Amen. Nika Amen. Before we before we say goodbye, can you explain your name? Because you changed your name. This is the name you chose for yourself. Name I chose. So can you tell? Yeah. Well, the name was given to. Well, the name wasn't given to me. I chose the name. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had a spiritual reading done. Okay. um, To find out what my life mission was. Okay. I would suggest everybody advise everybody. To go get a spiritual reading done. And you know, that consists of your natal chart. You mm-hmm. know, definitely looking at your natal chart, which is something we need to talk about. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. I want to talk about that because you know uh, I have my natal chart. I'm, done. I'm coming with my notes next time. <laughs> and my natal chart. Yes. So, yeah, it consists of a series of uh, different uh, divinations, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's one divination, but different. Yeah, variables that go into the divination. Mm-hmm. So one is the natal chart. Another is casting of cowrie shells. Another you're using uh, tarot cards or tarot style cards. And it was revealed to me that my life mission is supposed to be one of a teacher, one who guides people, and mm-hmm. of a leader, mm-hmm. actually. So one of the, when they did my natal chart, the signs that popped up the most were the signs of Gemini and uh, Aries. Okay. Aries. Now, in Kemetic spirituality, mm-hmm. Gemini, or the prototype of Gemini was Shu, the Neturu Shu, and well, Shu. I won't say Shu. Well, Shu and Tefnu, the Neturu, because Gemini are the twins. So Shu and Tefnu, they were the consorts. And the prototype for Aries was Amen. Mm-hmm. So, hence, you know, where I get M-Shu, Nika, Amen. Right, 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 right. 
And so now, so I had to pick a name that resonated with my life mission mm-hmm. and with the signs that popped up the most in my natal chart. Okay. And so he opened up a book of names that meant one who teaches and instructs. And okay. Basui is one that stuck out to me. Okay. So I picked Basui. Um, I like the numerology on the, mm-hmm. the name. Um, it has a number four numerology, which kind of coincides with, well, look. We'll get into numerology. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, actually, I want it, it I want us a, to come back and have that conversation. Okay. Um, again, we're going to talk about natal charts. We're going to talk okay. about um, we're going to talk about astronomy. Um, we're going to talk about a, a few things because for a long, long time, talking about astronomy and you call it, and Christianity just was not coming together. You you cannot. Oh, people, you know, you, know, you cannot. Folks in it the box is forbidden. Will run when exactly. You say it is it is forbidden. You know? Right, right. But right. um but we know it to you be know, we know it to be useful because even in ancient times they followed the planets. That is how they understood what this world was about. Yeah. And for us to be ignorant of it today is just plain ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in that's nutshell, it's just that's plain right. ignorant. Right. And I and I don't really um, have any intentions of being ignorant. So we're gonna come yeah. back and we're gonna talk about that. Well okay. no problem. I appreciate it. Okay. Dr. J, All right. All right. So this is Real Talk with Real People and we're gonna be back um, next month when we're gonna talk about natal charts. And okay. Okay. if you would like to have your natal chart done, I, you're going to need to know the time, the time. you were born. That's right. Not right. only just your birthday mm-hmm. year, you're going to need to know what time, right? It has to be within an hour. Is that correct? It has to be within an hour. Right, 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 yeah. right. Because, I mean, because uh, what, um, the, the moons just, just and about, stuff, the planets and stuff change every hour or something like that? Right. Is that how that goes? They, they change. I mean, especially the moon. The moon is yeah. flying through your, you know, yeah. through the cosmos. Yeah. So you want to capture that. In its exact moment. All right. Know? So in order to get a, a an accurate reading, you have to know your exact time right. of birth. Know, know your exact time of birth. And okay. of course the place. All right. So that's going to be a discussion for next time. Mm-hmm. So see you later and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>